What's up, mamas? You are now locked into the Mom Dynasty podcast with your girl, Miss Britt the Boss. Yes, that's me. I am your host, and I have an amazing show in store for you tonight. But before we get started, I just wanted to say welcome to any new listeners that are with me. There are thousands of incredible mom podcasts that you could have tuned into, but for some reason you chose mine, and for that I am extremely grateful. I promise you will not be disappointed. Now that that's out the way, I want you to sit back, relax, and let's get into the show. Hello, mamas, and welcome back again to another episode of the Mom Dynasty. Today, we have an amazing boss mama on on the show today, Miss, I call her Bong Ratha, from Rajana Threads. Bong, you tell everyone who you are and introduce yourself to all the mamas. Hey, everyone, beautiful people. This is Rata with Rajana Threads, and I'm the uh, founder and creative of uh, this uh, clothing brand, uh, Rajana Threads. We are the first uh, ethical um, clothing brand, uh, Khmer American owned, actually, and we're based here in San Francisco. That is awesome. So give us a little background of Rajana Threads for those who are uh, new to the clothing line. So for those that are new, um, you know, the ethical fashion world um, pretty much... um, you know, filled with white women. And um, for me as a woman of color going into an ethical clothing brand, it meant, you know, starting from the uh, grassroots, basically going back to Cambodia and visiting the different uh, co-ops and sewing enterprises. So it was very intentional for me to be able to partner with um, organizations and um, co-ops that are not only women-owned, but they are Cambodian-owned as well. So that way we can both empower each other. I want you to tell the audience a little bit of your history. You were born on a refugee camp um, to immigrant parents who were coming to America from Cambodia after the Khmer Rouge. What inspired you to even go into designing? Right, right, right. Yeah, so my family... Okay, I'm pretty old. We, you know, we've been here for about, you know, it's 40 years this year. Um, matter of fact, we just celebrated sort of our 40 year, you know, anniversary here in the United States. Um, I was born in the refugee camp and my family came here in 1981. So essentially, I was born in a refugee camp in Thailand. And prior to coming here to America, settling in 1981, our family literally had to, you know, go through different countries just to come here. We were in the Philippines for, uh, an amount of time. And then from the Philippines, we had went off to um, uh, England, uh, Germany, and um, Egypt before landing in uh, Boston. And so my family actually initially um, landed in Boston before uh, making their way out here to uh, San Francisco. So it was quite the journey. And, and I've always tell people the story is, you know, I like by the time I was one, I had been in five different countries already, you know. <laughs> That is amazing. What inspired you to become a designer? Your history, where you did you see your mom design clothes? What inspired that? 
designing. I think, you. yeah, you know, I love clothing. I love style. I love fashion. And it's always been my passion, but it's always been in the back burner because, you know, growing up Cambodian or Khmer in America, you have a lot of weight on your shoulders. Just so many things that, you know, you need to take care of before you take care of your own, you know, passion. And so it wasn't, and it's something that I've been doing for a long time, but for free, literally, like volunteering my time to dress people, to design, to make clothes or whatnot. But it wasn't until recently that I decided to turn it into a business. And when I was, when I was younger, my mom actually sold clothes. Again, not for a living, but as a hobby. And so she would make clothes for my friends, neighbors, and she would just do it out of her own good heart and because she loves to sew. And just seeing my mom do that, I started to kind of follow in her footsteps and, you know, do the same thing. Except I actually don't know how to sew like that i mean i can do a little here and there but um you know not to the extent of like actually making garment pieces and that's why i thought it would be wonderful to um collaborate with women in cambodia so that way i provide the design and then they make the create the pieces so it's a collaborative effort yes and it's beautiful your designs are beautiful i love them they're it's modern cambodian wear Y'all, that's so it's so beautiful. It makes you feel like you're going to right, New Year, right, but you're right. not. It's meant you know, to create pride. <laughs> it's meant to give you that uplift that you need because you know I've said this over and over is that you know when you think of Cambodian clothes, you think of like traditional, more conservative outfits where you wear to the temple. And I'm like, you know, our threads are so beautiful. It shouldn't be locked up in your closet, you know, and just taken out once a year to wear for events. I feel like you can create these designs, and so. Folks can wear them out whenever they want to work or whatnot. And, you know, I've been practicing what I preach. You know, I'm wearing it to work. I'm wearing it out, graduation or whatnot, just to show people like, look, we can wear our threads out. We don't have to just wear them for celebrations or ceremonies. And so I think that's the movement that Rajana Threads is trying to create right now is that, you know, be proud of your cultural heritage and you can, you know, wear them out more than just, you know, your own celebration or holidays or whatnot make it part of your everyday wear basically yes yes get in touch with your roots yeah <laughs> i love it and if you guys don't know bong is also a mother how many children do you have i have two so i do have a college age um, child and i have a uh, elementary school so the age difference is is just very <laughs> it's a huge gap <laughs> How was that starting completely over from, you know, it, it, I have to admit, you know, it was not hard. And I actually, I'm thankful that I went that route, you know, cause I know a lot of people was like, well, let me have one or two kids and just get it over with. I felt like by doing that, I was able to enjoy my kids, um, you know, at separate times and also different time of my life as well as a person, as a mother, you're always constantly growing as well. And, um, not to say that one had the best of me or whatnot, but it's more so like they had me at a different time. And so different set of like, whether it's part of my growth or personality, they're able to experience that, you know, experience a little bit of mom, you know, a different part of mom. And for me, it was also easy because now that my son is older, you know, I don't have to focus so much, you know, on taking care of him because he's now, you know, an adult who can take care of himself. And so being able to, you know, take care of my younger son, like to the fullest and enjoy life, you know, going to the zoo or whatever it is. Like, I just love that versus having, for me, 
as a mother, I don't know if I'd be able to, you know, straggle along with like more than like one child. What a two, time. You know? It's so hard. It's like, you got to make sure you look good too when you're out. You don't want to be the type of mom that's like, wait, how old is she? Right. Do you want to look your best too going out? Let's talk about that. Because I love your point where you saying you're child now is getting a different version of you than your first child did. What differences do you see as yourself as a woman and as a mother from when you had your first child to the child? Right, right, right. I mean, I had my first son when I was um, young, you know, um, at a very young age. And I think that at the time, you know, the maturity level and also thought process and things like that, like I, you know, had to raise him a different way. It was kind of like learn as you go. Um, and then discovering, you know, whether that be mistakes or things that you could have done better. Um, but at the same time, it was also a unique experience. And so now with my second son, it's like, okay, I remember to do things a certain way, you know, discipline a certain way, because, you know, with my older son, it didn't work. So perhaps try this different method. And so in essence, it's, you know, now that I'm, you know, an older woman and just, you know, raising a young child right now, being able to have those experiences, I think that really shapes you know, a person's life as they're growing up, whether that be your kids or someone else's kids. And then also because I have this experience, I just feel like as a mother, you're also, it's also that responsibility to, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, right? And so whether you're raising your own child or someone else in your community, if you have that experience or know in essence, you know, what's best or what might be sort of the best practices, you're able to not only, um, teach your child that, but you're also able to, um, you know, help the community out or other moms or fathers uh, for that matter, you know, what you've learned and some of the best practices. And so, you know, for me, that, that, that experience for me is really valuable. That's beautiful. How has the experience been having a business now with your son? Um, Because you recently turned Regina Threads into a business. So how has that been starting the business while being yeah you know it's not um i thought it would be hard but it's actually not just because for the last 10 plus years i've been doing a lot of community work and i recall just you know bringing my son everywhere with me so in essence community work business i mean one is for profit and one is not right but i'm also involving them in every step of the way letting them know what mommy is up to and what you can help me with you know and so my my little one one of the questions as mommy he tells his teacher mommy is selling clothes on a website i'm like well at least you know that much (laughs) (laughs) you know and then with my older son because back then you know i did a lot of community work i would drag him with me to all kind of events it's like Oh, she's the one with the son. Like they they always know if I'm there, my son is there because I want him to be able to learn as well. You know, this is some of the ways that mommy's been giving back, you know, whether that be community planning, right. some sort of event, whether just volunteer, you know, he was always there every step of the way to see me do these things. And now with my younger one, whether or not, you know, we go out to these volunteer events together, he's seeing me doing this business, you know, having these pop up. So in essence, it's almost the same experience, you know, and I think that it's so important, you know, when you have kids to be able to expose them to um, different kind of environments, like, yes, running a business, but you're not keeping it to yourself. You should also, you know, your family right. should also be involved in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. That is true because it, it helps with the overall exactly, running of everything, exactly. really. Mm-hmm. It helps keep you balanced, exactly. keep you motivated exactly. when you don't feel like you're doing it all by yourself. And then it also has, like you said, your children to see a different type of environment and to see what it's like to start a business and to 
yeah. build it yeah. from the ground up because they're actually seeing mom and you know put I the work in you, like as you know a woman of color as a refugee as a mother it's even more important that you expose your kids to just you know these type of things because you want to be able to grow and be that full person that they are um when you're happy you know celebrating your business you want them to understand mommy put a lot of hard work into that business so i'm gonna be happy for her Versus you doing the business on your own and your kids have no idea, no clue what mommy is up to. I feel like then then, then there's that disconnect. If there's one thing you could connect with your kids, right. it could be any something as simple as, hey, let's talk about what mommy's doing. So that way, you know, and, you know, for them growing up, they'll see going into this world like there's different professions. You know, we're always taught like lawyers, doctors, whatnot, you know, the good paying jobs. But what about yeah. all these other jobs as well, too? And again, nothing wrong with like community work. Like you can be an entrepreneur, you can, you know, work in nonprofit, but it's always good to expose your kids or the younger generation to these different options. Absolutely. What would your advice be to the younger generation of Kamai women coming up um, who are mothers and trying to navigate with the struggles and everything of their history and their family? What advice you know, would you give them? I want them? them to be confident. Be confident in what you do. Without that confidence, no one want to listen to you. No one's going to give you that time and day. You know, be confident and also not being afraid to ask for help because I feel like we wear so many different hats. You know, we're like, okay, superwoman, I got this. I'm going to do this. But at the end of the day, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted and I, I wish I could have some help. And I do understand that there are a lot of, you know, single moms out there, too, who just doesn't have that privilege to say, well, I, you know, I can have my partner or my spouse to help me. But if there is a trustworthy friend or a family member that you can rely or lean on, you know, do it, because I think that gives you a peace of mind. Uh, for me, I know growing up, I was so hard, you know, having my child at an early age. It was like, I ha I was so prideful. I wanted to do everything on my own and yes. let people know, like, I can do this on my own. But at the end of the day, you're like crying in the corner, like, oh my God, this is a lot. I don't know how much more I can take it. And, you know, for your own mental health, well-being, you know, reach out to that someone, whoever they may be, you know, and I'm sure you have to have at least one in your life. And if not, there's so many different um, support group and services now that are available online. And I say, take advantage of those support groups and services. It goes a long way. You know, if you don't have someone to listen to you, or someone to lean on, you know, you know, I think these social support groups would be great because social media is huge right now there. You could do so many things with social media. That's really the whole goal with why I even started the mom dynasty podcast or just the mom dynasty in general to give women who feel just like you. I was the same way thinking that when you have your first kid and it's not at the time in that everybody think you're supposed to have a child, I have to prove to you that I didn't make a mistake and that my choices are good and I'm going to just do it all. But that sense of pride does kill you in a sense, because you're thinking that you could do everything and being a new mom is already stressful as it is. And like you were saying, you don't know what to do. You're just learning as you go. There's no rule book to any of this. So asking exactly. for help is really important or turning to like podcast or social media to to communities of mothers who are all going through the same thing. I believe that's what brings us together is the fact that women, no matter if you're Kamai, if you're black, you're white, the fact that you're a mother brings us all together because we all still experience the same things. 
Exactly. There's a commonality there. And, you know, especially, like I said, you know, for us women of color, it's so important when we're raising our kids, whether that be boys, girls or whatnot, like they need to be able to see that strong mom as a role model, as a mentor, you know, that, that and that's also part of their um, health and well-being as well to be able to grow up whole and say, you know, I had, I had a same mother, you know, it's like, that's so important. You know, you don't want them coming up saying, you know, I didn't have a good childhood or, you know, my mom wasn't there for me. It's just so important for us, you know, especially in the climate that we're living in. This, you know, is like a lot of tough conversations you have to have, but you, you got to do it. You know? Yes, that is for real. The healing, the trauma, the childhood trauma for adults that a lot of us aren't even aware of. As yeah, the, the, you know, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. And, you know, I'm just so thankful that you have this platform where, you know, us mothers are able to speak out and not just about our role elsewhere, but our first role is, you know, being a mom first and foremost, you know, so. Right. And how to how to balance it all, which is my next question. How do you balance it all, ma'am, being a wife? a mother or two, business owner, helping the community. How do you manage to balance everything? Right. And, you know, and there's not a, a recipe book where it's like, <laughs> this is what you need to do. And, you know, put this in the pot to say that this is how I balance myself day to day. It really does change um, things. You know, there may be days where I'm staying up till like two, three in the morning to work. believe it or not, because when I communicate with these ladies in Cambodia, right. the time difference. And so I would have to wait on their time to talk. So there are day, days when like I have to stay up late to work on these things. But I know, okay, if I'm going to stay up late today, I'm going to make sure tomorrow I don't stay up late, do something for myself, whether it's, you know, I have a glass of like a champagne or something <laughs> or whatever, bubbles, you know, wine. I don't do wine. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, something to just relax and take care of yourself and, if you all have already sort of built that um, relationship or communication style with your family, they'll know, okay, well, this is mommy's time. You know, let's let us take care of some things so she can do her things. And so for me, it's, it's a day to day thing. I gauge sometimes my kids might come home and not feel the greatest. And so I need to step it up as a mom say, Hey, what's wrong? And just still have that great energy it because does. your energy reflects on them. If you're sad and upset, I'm pretty sure they're going to feel the same way or they're not going to feel comfortable talking to you. So as a mother, it's like you also have to make sure you kind of like, you know, these intuitions like, oh, is something wrong with my kids? You know, do I need to talk to them? And just making sure they're good and they're settled first. Um, And I know I know I've said, you know, make sure that you're happy. But at the same time, also as a mother, you're older, you should be able to tell in terms of, you know, if your kids are going through anything or family members or whatnot, that there's something that you can help with. But also know your boundaries as well. You know, if it's something that you can't deal with, can't help with, or you yourself is just not feeling the best, then, you know, you leave it as it is like, okay, you know, I'm not going to deal with it today. I'll take care of it another day, but make sure you do go back to it. Yes, mom. Did you hear that? Boundaries. <laughs> Set yourself boundaries. I think as mothers, we think that there's being setting boundaries as being selfish or being mean, but you have to be able to say no to things. You have to be able to know when your limits are and not overexert yourself thinking that that's what you have to do because you're a mom. Right, right. No, I absolutely agree. And, you know, yeah, boundary definitely is a key word. We all need to know what our boundaries are, whether that be, you know, with family, with friends or whatnot. You, If you don't set those boundaries, you're not going to be able to create that balance 
for yourself. And like we had discussed, you know, balance is truly important to be able to have like a, a, a good home, you know, being able to have that healthy home, you know, to come to for everyone. That is amazing. That was, I'm glad that we got that, that tip because <laughs> that's a really important, important factor. How have you kept going and what inspires you to continue to keep going? Uh, not only just in business, but just as a, a woman and a mom, because a lot of times with life, there are those moments where we all just want to give up, throw in a towel and just not deal with it. So how, what motivates you behind Rajana Threads to keep you going and motivated. Oh my God, speaking of that, and it's okay too, to have that feelings, you know, every, your feelings are valid. You know, as a mother, you have to do so many things. And believe me, I've had many of those thrown in the towels, like I'm done, I'm not doing this, I'm gonna quit school, all kind of stuff, you know. But I think for me, it's really my upbringing and seeing my parents struggle and I just feel like if they've already struggled this much, do I want to create this cycle of struggle, this cycle of poverty, this cycle of trauma, mental health, whatever? I feel like it's up to me to break that cycle. And so me understanding that has allowed me to be able to keep pushing myself, to be that I use that as my motivation. Times when I want to give up, it's like, do I want to be part of that statistic, you know? I got to graduate. And so I got my master's degree and it's like, looking back, it's like, how did I even do that? You know, growing up in poverty, living, living in the hood, you know, growing yeah. up in the hood, whatnot. It's like, how did you even get there? But for me, it was a matter of having good people in your circle. It's also thinking back into in terms of the struggles, like they, you know, ran for their lives just so that you can make it alive here in America. And so for me to be alive, I need to be able to contribute in some ways. And the most important thing for me is breaking that cycle, whatever that is, and ensuring that my kids, my nieces, my nephews, my neighbor's kids, anybody is not going to be need to go through that same cycle. We need to break that cycle. You know, we always talk about this glass ceiling, this bamboo ceiling. You know, we're we're getting up there. You know, some of us have said we've shattered it, but, you know, we broke those ceilings. But it takes for you. You are absolutely right on that one. I'm totally for breaking generational curses and cycles because that's super important. We're raising a generation. So in order for us to exactly. see a change in exactly. our future, we have to instill different qualities, different techniques, different everything into our children. That's the truth. Thank you so much, Bong, for just coming in and sharing your story with us. What can we expect for Rajana Threads for the end of the year since well, we're in October now? So what can we expect for the end of the year and then some little sneak peeks that you may have coming up next year? You know, we have a fall release, but it's a bit delayed because of like shipping issues or whatnot. You know, COVID time is just, it's just hard to tell these days, like what is what, but um, we, um, for our fall release, uh, we will be having some really nice pants. Um, you know, they don't have to be work pants. You can wear them. It's the going out pants. It's whatever pants you want it to be. But it's going to be really cute, high-waisted pants. And so expect that. Um, and because, you know, going into the fall and winter, it's going to be a little chilly. We also have sort of these um, uh, hand-woven throws. And they can actually double as a shawl, a scarf as well. And it comes in, like, beautiful colors. And one of our um, newest <laughs> items that we probably won't be getting until the end of the year um, is, like, these tiered bamboo uh, food yes. containers. So I don't know if you've seen, like, the Japanese bento boxes. Kind of something like that. 
but it's stacked and it's hand woven. It's actually oh, yeah. hand woven uh, from bamboo. And so it's really cute and colorful. I cannot wait to get them. <laughs> yes, we are so excited. Tell everyone where they can go to find your collections, your designs, and to follow you as well. Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Rajana Threads. And our website, we have a new website. It's going to be RajanaThreads.com. So it's going to be very easy to remember. RajanaThreads.com. The website will be launching yes, this coming Thursday. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Mamas. Thank you for tuning in again. We really appreciate it. And until next time, bye. Oh, 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 oh,